Welcome to another episode of Booth Warmers. This is Kevin. This is Jay. And we will be recapping the greatest night of Twitter last night. <laughs> greatest, uh, greatest night for Laker fans. I think it was a great night for every fan <laughs> that so. weren't the Clippers fans. It, it felt like we were all united, like <laughs> under one night. Just We're just all going off on Twitter and enjoying it. We're united. All the fans united. Other NBA players united. The Dame Lillard. Oh yeah, that was great. Portland Trail players is tweeting about that game too. So, so what happened was that the Clippers, um, after being up three-one to the Denver Nuggets, blew multiple ten-plus point games, three games in a row, and they choked in that final game seven, in a very, I don't want to say tragic. It was to, to them, it was tragic, but to me, it was magical. It was a magical like way of losing. Like, as a Laker fan, as, a, as an NBA fan, pretty much, it's like you wanted to see the Lakers play the Clippers in the West Finals, but you're also happy that they yeah. already lost because they can't even, like, argue with you yeah. and be like, we're the better team, we're the team yeah. of L.A., but they, they can't even say that yeah. anymore. They, they get put, like, in the lowest of the low, like the shame, the ultimate shame. Dude, like you didn't even show up. Like we were waiting for you guys, and you guys didn't beat your team to meet us there. So that's just that was great. And um, I think even if they went to meet up in the conference finals, I think the Lakers would have had like the mental edge, right? And like I don't know, I, I think they would have the mental edge to beat them. But I know like the Clippers would do some. Clippers are going to give them a hard time, though. They would, just because they're the Lakers and they're the Clippers and that there's that rivalry that everyone's talking about. So they probably would have played better against the Lakers than it is yeah. against the Nuggets. So, But we won't ever see that yeah, because we won't. they just lost. I think we would have beat them in probably six. They just go with four games of sweep. Yeah, they would have let them have one and then... <laughs> oh, and one. Go, go, oh, and one and then give the gentleman sweep or... They call it something else. They but, they don't call I it mean, a gentleman sweep. Gentleman but... sweep, just because like usually the higher C team would be yeah. home to celebrate yeah. the four one. But if it's against the Clippers and they're all in LA, so yeah. they don't really need to do that. Yeah, that's true. They're in Lakers' house, Lakers' home. So, mm-hmm. what do you think the Clippers? Well, do you want to let's say let's let's see how that game went. Um, game seven was. I would say the Clippers had the first half mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. And they could have pulled away probably like three different times. They were up by like at most 12. I think they were up by a good amount. And, and then, they were up by like 10 most of the time. And then yeah. they would catch up. The Nuggets would catch up. And the, the, the Clippers would go be up by 10 again. Right. They had it basically. And um, did they full collapse in that second half. I think... Probably like in the four minute mark, it was when the collapse like really started. Yeah, maybe even earlier that yeah. you can see that they were struggling offense, yeah. trying to force their shots. I mean, they were like I texted you, like they're trying to be like the Rockets and shooting their yeah. way out of this game, and they yeah. can't make anything. They messed up when they put Reggie Jackson in the game because Reggie Jackson didn't play the whole series, right? And they threw him in there and. I remember there was reports that were saying that the Clippers, we were fatigued and we couldn't play more than three minutes. <laughs> Maybe that's why, and that's why they threw Reggie Jackson in there. But I, that was a moment where it went 
downhill. But again, that was also their fault because all season long, yeah. bubble long, they've been load managing their yeah. players. So is it a coaching problem? Is it a player mentality problem? What do you think it might be? I think it's a culture problem. Because you think the like, Clipper curse is real? The Clipper curse isn't real. I don't think it is real. I, I firmly believe their culture mm-hmm. is out of whack. They're not on the same page. The players. Like, the players are. And that their whole culture is all off. You have one guy who's extremely quiet in Kawhi, doesn't say much, doesn't yell at his teammates. You have one guy who's very outspoken but lacks self-awareness in Paul George, who always says, like, the craziest – like, like he's very prideful almost. And, like, he'll say, like, oh, it was either championship or buzz. And then you have – Three guys, or I would say like two guys that are nonstop talking smack and joking around and being immature. Right. And it's like they're not all on the same page or like mentally, their attitude isn't on the same page. Personality wise, almost not the same. And I think that's what caused their demise. What's weird is too is the Clippers' attitude changed drastically from like the beginning of the season. They're like, everyone's calling them the little brother of the Lakers and they're kind of quiet in a way but ever since that they started winning more games and they try to become the favorites to win a championship i think that got into them or got in their big heads that they yeah. just like oh we're the best team in la we're we're the team to be they played like they won the championship yeah and that's a lot of the reporters were saying that analysis analysis were saying that like the clippers are playing like they won already and I'm just shocked that the Nuggets down 3-1 twice. twice. It's just <laughs> I, I, the legend of Jokic and um, Maple Curry himself, <laughs> Jamal Murray. Yeah, I mean, they they were down 1-3, and then, like you told me before, that they had to pack their bags basically every night, every yeah. night before – Every game in the elimination mm-hmm. round. So what they packed their bags for what six games total? Six nights. Six, six nights. nights. Yeah, six nights that they were packing. That probably helped good. their motivation to play even harder every single night. Yeah. And I think they said like Jamal Murray had stated he's like I'm not packing my stuff tonight like with that confidence. Yeah. And they played well. Um, what do you see in the outlook of the Nuggets right now? You just. Before we get to talking about the Lakers versus the Nuggets, how do you see their team right now? Like, what do you initially think of them? They play very well as a team. Like, they play within their strengths. That nobody's forcing any shots. Like, everyone's passing the ball around to get the better shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, it will be Jamal Murray trying to shoot a shot last second, or if the shot clock's running down. That's the only time they'll go ISO. But I really like their team. They're a good young team, and their future is very bright with all the players they have, too. Yeah. And um, I, I I always thought that the duo of uh, Jamal and Jokic is what we all expected the duo of Andrew Wiggins and Towns to be mm. as a number one speaker. We were like, oh, yeah, that high IQ big man center from Kentucky, Karate Towns, and the really good player from Canada – Andrew Wiggins, and they never turned out to be good. And then yeah. now you see the Nuggets basically being what we all thought the, the Memphis, I mean Memphis, Minnesota would be. Um, I think the Nuggets are going to be contention titles probably for the next 
decade, five five years to a decade? Probably. I mean, yeah. they can only get better from here still. Yeah. Like, like we mentioned before, they're very young and they can add more pieces if they need to yeah. or just develop their team. I think the biggest piece that they have that nobody else has is a big man like Jokic. Yeah. It's, he's basically a point guard in the center body where mm-hmm. he sees the floor very well and he's not selfish. Yeah. I also think that there are two young guys in, well, young, they're rawest prospects in Michael Porter Jr. and Bobo, who, if we're healthy, were top five picks in the respective draft. And they got drafted, Michael Porter got drafted mid round, mid first round, and yeah. Bobo got drafted late second mid, round. Yeah. And if they turn out really good with the contracts that they're playing on, yeah. could be a potential dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> that team, if you like, Maybe in the future they would have what, MPJ, Jamal Murray, Bobo, Jokic, and another what six, eight, six, yeah. nine guy. Maybe Grant if he's still yeah. there, or that's somebody like, could just sign with him. Yeah, that's like a complete opposite of a small ball team, but they're playing like a small ball team. Yeah. You know, it's like they have the height and the quickness and everything. That'd be a scary team. Very, very scary, and it would, it would change the game. Like, again, they'll change again. is running point, and but he's like a center. Um, flipping it to the other side of this matchup, uh, the Clippers, what could they possibly do? They have their maxed out on salary, and um, they lose Trez. Trez is a free agent, Marcus Morris is a free agent, which they also traded a first round pick for, and he's a free agent. And uh, Jamichael Green, very underrated mm-hmm. player of their like squad. A small ball fight that could yeah. shoot. And he was like probably one of the only guys that wasn't talking. Mm-hmm. Like he just was going out there playing, and him and Zoo were like the only guys that were like, actually balling and not saying much. Who do you think? What should they target in this offseason, or what should they fix the most? I think they should just fix playing together as a team, staying healthy. They had a good team. They, they had the best bench in the in the NBA. They had all the pieces that they needed. It's just, well, Paul George said they didn't have continuity. I mean, it's somewhat true, but yeah. it's also their fault. That's yeah. Like that. But I think that's the only – they don't really have choices. They don't have draft picks. They don't have the money. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question to you is, do you think Montres Harrell would even stay? See, I would feel like he would stay only because his value tanked with the way he played. Mm-hmm. So no team is going to offer him a lot. So he's probably just going to be like, well, I might as well just stay here and play. But after reading Chris Haynes' report today, I don't know if I shared it with you today, the, the, the report that he said that in game two of the Nuggets and the Clippers, um, they got in a – Montrez and Paul George got in a yelling fight. So I, you can kind of see that he somebody's going to be pissed off at Paul George and Montrez was the guy that had Just, enough of it. Well, at least they're saying something to their own teammates and not yeah. everybody else around them. But that's a weird dynamic, though, just because you, uh, Montrez just won um, six-man yeah. player of the year. So you would think his value would raise up yeah. because of that. But at the same time, he didn't play well. He didn't play well at all. He got exposed big time. Yeah. Like... I, I want to say that you only get big money if you're going to be a starter. And Trez is not a starter. Like, as, as much as 
he can't bang down low with those guys, like the starting big men. He, he's he's somebody that has to feast as a six man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you going to throw that much money at a six man? You don't see him as a almost like he's not even close to like a Bam Adebayo type. But no, not even. He has somewhat similar build, s- build skill set, not I, offensively yeah. and not even defensively. So I, never mind that. Don't even, don't you <laughs> don't dare, even compare. Don't you dare compare my goat <laughs> to <laughs> Trez <laughs> or to to that or. Don't go. Don't even. <laughs> don't even mention. His don't name. even mention. Bam out of bio. <laughs> All right, my, my bad. Scratch that. So, I still think that some other team out there would find value in him just because he moves very well. Yeah. He sets screens very well, but then he can't shoot as well as yeah. other big men. He would. Uh, he probably would stay. He would stay, but something has to go awfully wrong if internally. Mm-hmm. To have them leave, like Marcus Morris isn't going to stay. I don't think he is. They don't have the money to actually give them, yeah. like a decent contract. Unless that's, I guess that's what really would say, like what their main focus is. Yeah. Do they really want to win? Yeah, and a lot of teams don't want to tie contracts, especially with that twenty twenty one happening, right. the twenty twenty one free agency. So like you don't, you want to not give long contracts to people. Um, I would just wait for them to just shoot their shot at whatever like veteran free agent yeah. arrives because they need a true playmaker. Pat Bev's not a true playmaker. Bill Will's not a true playmaker. Kawhi, Reggie Jackson. Um, but to me, what they need to improve on, um, Gilbert Arenas said this in an interview where he said he picked the Lakers that were going to win mm-hmm. because with the Lakers in, in the Battle of LA, right. the Lakers were going to win because they know their roles. Every guy knows their role. Mm-hmm. Like, Kuz knows he's this guy. Danny Green knows he's this guy. Avery Bradley knows he's this guy. And on to long, like, Jared Dudley, Quinn Cook, they know they're a certain guy right. in that team. But the Clippers, they didn't have roles. They were, like, they just didn't have, like, an identity, like, okay, I'm going to be this guy, and I'm going to be this guy. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, well, we're all really good at offense, so um, <laughs> let's just try to just shoot and outscore these teams. Yeah, which is weird, too. I mean, looking back at that series, I really don't know why they didn't put two of their best defenders on the other team's best core. Yeah. You would think that you're the best defender in the game. You would want to guard yeah. the other team's best offensive player. Yeah. And they even try. I've, I've noticed that with Kawhi. Like, Kawhi has been backing away from the challenge recently. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't want to guard somebody full-time anymore. Right. And that's what I've noticed with, um, like, against the Laker matchups, too, that Kawhi would guard LeBron probably 10 plays, like, a few plays. Yeah. But... They would get a switch. They would get a switch every time. Yeah. It's like, he would never fight over it. That was the same thing that would happen with Luka when Luka hit the game-winner. Mm-hmm. He didn't fight over it. Right. Jamal Murray cooked him multiple times, and there was there was also a lot of coaching mistakes. So we'll also put the blame on Doc Rivers. Right. Doc Rivers known for blowing multiple three one leads, three yeah. two leads, and yeah, yeah, I think he's just known for those just blowing leads. He had he has three in total. Yeah. They said that the first one from Orlando was Tracy McGrady's fault. It's not yeah. really his fault, but then. Coach is always to blame. That Clippers one was, Clippers one was, was straight up his fault. Yeah. Allowing but, Josh Smith to hit like 
average like seven threes a game yeah. was just something else. I mean, even like a random two K player with another call yeah. timeout somewhere around yeah. there. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, should we talk about how if they should keep him? I I personally think they would keep Doc Rivers. I yeah, I I would agree with that, but he'd be in the hot seat. I think he's he's on a very short leash. Yeah, like this one year or this bubble year, and then the next following season, if they don't perform, if within yeah. their expectations, then it'll be a like a legit question for the following one. I'm thinking that if they're 500 in the first 10 games, he's out of there. 500? Mm-hmm. How many games? 10 games? Yeah. Like yeah. the Mike Brown treatment? Yeah, I mean, that was like 1-4. Yeah, Mike Brown was only 1-4 right before he got let yeah. go. Yeah. That, I don't know, but LA, LA is something else. When, I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not like New York media, but yeah. LA is still LA. If, if Doc... Um, has if Sam Cassell or Tyron Lue is still part of Doc Rivers' coaching tree, mm-hmm. it's a short leash okay. because they would say, "Hey, we'll just fire you because we see that your assistant coaches could be head coaches." Right. Um, I have a theory that they would let him go for Kawhi's best friend. Uh, I forget his name. I think it's like Jeremy Castleberry or something like that. He he was Kawhi's best friend that joined every coaching staff mm-hmm. because Kawhi wanted him there as an assistant coach. And where is he right now? He's with the Clippers. Oh. When Kawhi came there, yeah. Kawhi was like, you got to take this guy too. Cool. And <laughs> I know Uncle Dennis is like scheming since he's like uh, Kawhi's Uncle, mouthpiece. Uncle Dennis. So uh, that's my random theory. Is Uncle Dennis like a quiet LeVar Ball? Quiet LeVar Ball, yeah. He is. <laughs> he's, he's scheming low-key. But yeah. This I'm glad that but it didn't work I think out this we, year. We had to put some, not blame, but like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard didn't show up for Game Seven. They did total mm-hmm. of twenty four points between two superstars. Mm-hmm. Almost zero in the fourth. Zero in the fourth. Hit hitting the side of the backboards. Yeah. Defensive lapses. I, they just gave up, like you said, yeah. and that's not something that you would see with a champion yeah. you know Kawhi is a champion yeah. Kawhi is a finals mvp and see like that goes with not just coaching but culture like you can't have that mindset of just straight up giving up yeah you can't like that's just unacceptable like a, in your culture yeah team culture is real just because i mean you we listen we listen to players saying like the heat culture mm-hmm. it's pat riley's whatever and then they're talking about how everything is ran from top to bottom everything's mm-hmm. consistent everything's the same I mean, you could say the same thing always with the Lakers. Like, they have a certain level of expectations. And they all believe in one like, yeah. thing to, to fight for. But um, I was happy, though, that they have an owner that actually believes in the team. And, mm-hmm. like, they he actually... Did all he can to get what... Yeah, to, he basically threw all his money to the team. And they're like, I want to win. I want to win now. But he can also be a colossal failure if it doesn't work. That's true. But he's just a basketball fan altogether, so that's good for them. At least that's... They, yeah, like if the Clippers lose, he'll just go on his own way with his uh, $70 billion <laughs> in his wallet. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, the Clippers, they, they choked, they, they choked <laughs> but they if they run it back with this team, they still will be a contender next year. 
Simple, plain and simple. Mm, I don't know about with the Warriors Maybe coming back they... up. Yeah, because you also have to see that, like, the Denver, Denver, it's the Phoenix Suns, like, a lot of teams are getting better. Grizzlies. There's going to be a lot of teams that get better yeah. next year. By next year. Now, you, like, the teams, I mean, do you have, like I said, Golden State coming back up? Mm-hmm. Phoenix improving, even Minnesota with D'Angelo wrestling. Yeah. Carl and Teen Towns are probably a better fit, so they'll probably play better. So yeah. there won't be enough space in that play of the top eight in the West. Yeah, the West is stacked. So you can have like maybe even a 50 win team at number eight seed or something. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is. So speaking of the West, there's probably um, other teams that we mentioned improving that has coaching vacancies. So what do you think about the future of the coaching in the West? The well, teams? you want to go with the first team being the Rockets? Let's that's... go with the Rockets, yeah. yeah. So that's the one that they tried something different this year with a small ball lineup, with a small ball, P.J. Tucker at the center. Mm-hmm. You think they'll stay with that small ball lineup with a different coach, or you think they'll completely change again? They need to go back to having a big man. At least one. For Christ's sake, <laughs> just one. Yeah, when I when I saw that Clint Capella trade, yeah, I just didn't understand it. I mean, yeah, he couldn't shoot, but he played defense for them. Yeah, and he opened up other players with his screen game and cutting. So that was something. If they want to continue that play style, they need to find a center that can shoot, and that's like Serge Ibaka. But Serge Ibaka can't be starting like his. He's not that type of player anymore. They can't even have someone like Brooke Lopez because it'd be he's too slow on, for them. Yeah. But they need to find someone that can shoot. Um, that's very rare. So like a five guy that's a three and D guy? Yeah. <laughs> they probably need to step down like a forward or something. Yeah. They need like a Bam at the bio type. <laughs> exactly. That's the new wave. Um, yeah, they have Austin Rivers that's not going to be there anymore. Player option and Jeff Green, so... They don't have that much moving parts. Mm-hmm. They still have their core. The core of two players? Two players and a core of six people, six people that are under six seven. <laughs> so their coaching, it looks like they're um, they're interviewing, let's see, Jeff Van Gundy, Tyron Lou, Sam Cassell. We all think that it might be Jeff Van Gundy. Like, all the rumors are pointing towards Jeff Van Gundy. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know his coach. Like, he's been broadcasting for so long. I don't even know how he coaches anymore. Yeah. It's different, too, because the way that his teams were set up back then. I mean, he had T-Mac and Yao and that Houston team that he had before. So that's, like, a different dynamic. If he would run the same schemes that he did back then, he, it wouldn't work. Yeah. So it's really interesting if he becomes a coach for the Rockets, at least. Yeah. I don't even think somebody they're, – they're not even going to get coached. Like, the way Harden plays, they, yeah. they don't even get coached. <laughs> if you really think about it, Mike D'Antoni was the best the coach. The best coach for them. <laughs> he was the best coach. Like, it, it's, he was basically almost running, like, um, Steve Nash, 06, 07, Phoenix yeah. Suns. Um, offense where they would just run and move around and shoot threes and I would if Chris Paul stayed on this team and they made that trade for all like Covington and all of them I think they would have most likely won the championship 
Yeah. I mean, Westbrook was a liability for them. Big time. He would, he would, there is some games that he would be really hot, but I think the consistency of Chris Paul is just undeniable. Yeah, and his decision-making in the clutch time. Yeah. Like, he won't force a, like, left-hand layup driving against two people. Yeah. He would just pull up and then pass it to someone's open. But he's, like, that type of player to be a killer at the end of the yeah. game. Besides James Harden, of course, but that pressure that he really, really released from James Harden was big for him. And now they don't have assets either. They don't. Kind of like the Clippers, because they gave all their picks for Westbrook, and then they also gave their picks, I think, attached to Capella mm-hmm. to try to get Covington and whoever. Who even came back from the Capella deal? Covington. He did? Yeah. Covington oh. was a guy that came from that trade. Three-team deal then? It, they said it was like the biggest trade consisting oh, of like 25 people yeah, or something like 10, like that. 11 teams? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like five. It's 25 people. Yeah. That's a, two whole teams. Yeah. I yeah I don't really know what the Rockets could truly do. Like I think they might have hit their ceiling. Yeah, they probably did. I mean, if they're looking for someone that's gonna coach them that might fit their system, you can look at Alvin Gentry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same almost system as the Phoenix system mm-hmm. that he ran with the latter parts of Steve Nash. Yeah. So it's still similar to D'Antoni, but it's a different coach. So maybe he has different. Maybe input. sleeper coach would be Jason Kidd. Yeah. They would try to take him just because he's a player's coach. Yeah. And he would let them do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> you know what's funny now that to mention that the good coach probably would have been Steve Nash. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he got pulled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not going to be there. <laughs> Any last things you want to say about the Rockets and their yeah. moves? I mean, James Harden, good, really good scorer. I hope they mm-hmm. find someone. But I don't know if Westbrook and Harden will work out long term. Yeah. They, they don't complement each other. Um, last two teams in the West that really need coaches is Pelicans and Thunders. Uh, we'll probably brush off the Thunders because they don't really they don't have any coaching rumors. Yeah. So we can finish this segment off talking about the Pelicans in the next two minutes. They have three coaches that are being interviewed, Jason Kidd, Tyron Liu, and Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni would be perfect for them. Yeah, I mean, running gun type of offense. Yeah, it was, they would average like 120 points, but give up like 140. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they have Lonzo that can yeah. push the ball with an alley to Zion in like two seconds. So yeah. that would work out. I don't want to lose Jason Kidd, so I'm going to say, like, maybe Tyron Lue or Mike D'Antoni. You don't want to lose Jason Kidd because you think that he's going to be the future coach of the Lakers eventually? He could be, but I think that they have, like, a, a two-headed monster yeah. head coach, like Vogel. And I Kidd. can see that because yeah. uh, Vogel's a defensive coach and Jason Kidd is probably their offensive coordinator. <laughs> so, yeah. Pelicans, they have a good future too with all their young players. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Um, <laughs> Josh Hart, <laughs> Zion, Lonzo. Yeah. Drew's probably going to get traded. Drew Holiday is going to get traded. Even though Drew. he said he wants to stay there for a while. I hope he gets traded to the Lakers. <laughs> you know what's interesting about him too? Like, he is the player that everybody says is underrated. Yeah. And it's a the very best defender. Best defender. And when we saw the all-NBA defensive team. He wasn't, he wasn't on there. Yeah. So, very disrespected. But, very yeah. underrated, obviously. 
But you don't think he's going to be there next year or in the, their you long-term mean, You know how crazy where he would be at? Where? Brooklyn Nets. Oh, there's no space for him there, though. He got... The shooting guard with Kyrie, he can play off, off of him. Where would LeVert be? Where if they give him LeVert? Because he's young, too? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Pelicans got a lot of assets, though, because they have all the Lakers pick and um, swaps, but... There's so many teams that have so much assets and can never do anything with it, so we will never really know until years from now. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking here, What and you said that earlier that Clippers need a playmaker. Drew Holiday is a good playmaker. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not there. No, no, we are not making the Clippers better. <laughs> yeah, so Pelicans, I think all three of those coaching, they wouldn't make a mistake with those three hires, or yeah. one of those three hires. They just need to stay healthy as a team. I mean, they have lucky, really good young players. Mm-hmm. Zion's the all-rookie first team. So, yeah. that's it. So, that'll be the West. Next segment of our episode, we are moving to the Eastern Conference. Starting off with the Bulls. The Bulls need a head coach. They have young players like Zach Levine, Kobe White. They need a lot. They, they need a lot. <laughs> and I don't even... I. They're, they've interviewed um, Kenny Atkinson, Wes Unsell Jr. from the Nuggets, and Ime Udoka. I can't yeah, pronounce his name. Ex-Spurs uh, player, player development coach. Yeah, was part of the Spurs. He developed Kawhi, but he joined... Um, who's the coach of the Sixers? Was the coach. He was their assistant. I totally forgot his name. Same. What is his name? <laughs> the ex-coach. We'll just refer to him. Ex-coach. Ex-coach. Oh, we'll come later. Uh, yeah. We'll so really the coach the... before Brett Brown then? No, Brett Brown. He was assistant <laughs> coach. Brett Brown. I was like, I was like okay, that makes sense. Yeah, my bad. He was assistant <laughs> to Brett Brown. But um, to me, the perfect candidate would be Kenny Atkinson. Mm-hmm. He's coached young, really bad teams and developed them to be something. Yeah, example, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, yeah. yeah. And... I, I think the Bulls would love him. Yeah, I mean, we all know that Zach Levine didn't like his coach from yeah. last season. They had that clip where he was getting mad for, what was it, like taking a timeout? Or like, when there was a blowout already? Yeah. yeah, it's Something like that. But... There's not that much to talk about the Bulls other than <laughs> yeah, that higher. Other than Zach Levine being like a prolific scorer, yeah. exciting dunker. Yeah, I guess a question for the Bulls is, will Zach Levine... Be a bull, still be a bull by the end of next year or by the trade deadline? I say no. I say yes if in their the playoff hunt, mm-hmm. but if they're not even close, then he'll be out of there. I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets trying to make a move. The Brooklyn Nets are going to try to make a move for three guys: one Drew Holiday, two Zach Levine, three Bradley Beal. That's a lot of offense. So one of those guys, they're going to throw everything like Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen. Those are the three guys they're going to They're going to need Jared Allen. Like, yeah. even though he's the least talented player out of those they three, him. they need him. Yeah. Maybe Dinwiddie just because he's low. But yeah. he they, he's a good closer, though, for them. Yeah. Like, he's experienced as a player that can lead a team. But people would, teams would want LeVert more. Yeah. Like, he's their best asset to trade off. Yeah. I think, though, the Bulls is the suitor that would go for the trade but the most. Would that even make sense? Because Zach Levine is 
I mean, about the same age as LeVert, too. Yeah. So would it just be a wash? But, but what I uh, the Bulls have a top pick, and if they draft a guard mm. to basically say, hey, Zach, your time is short here because we drafted a guard or a shooting guard of some sort, then that's kind of giving them a sign, like, hey, we're going to put you on the trading block. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So next team would be the Indiana Pacers, who just fired Nate McMillan after it's... giving him a raise and a contract extension. Yeah. They let him go, and there's lots of rumors of Mike D'Antoni was aligned for the job already before his series ended, the, the yeah. Rocket series ended. Some in cahoots type stuff. <laughs> like, did he already give up for his team? Yeah. Is that what it is? I mean, I don't think he would fit with the Pacers, though, just because that Mike D'Antoni is known to be an offensive coach. Yeah. And the Pacers is the complete opposite. Like a defensive type of team. Yeah, slower pace. Yeah. Because Sabonis and Turner are very, like, yeah. slow-paced guys. They can't shoot three, so I don't think that D'Antoni would yeah, like that. Turner was. Turner was, but, but he's not he, at this yeah. level where he could, like, Brook Lopez type of mm-hmm. shots. I would love to see Becky Hammond there. Hmm. Becky Hammond. Run the Spurs offense? Run the Spurs offense, but I personally think that Pop is grooming Becky Hammond and Tim Duncan to be the next co-coaches of uh, the Spurs. So what if, going with that Becky Hammond theory, what if both Becky Hammond and Yudoka go to Pacers? Probably dope. I think that would be good if they somewhat stay together just yeah. because they have continuity and like if they run the same system, that would be good. Mm-hmm. But I, with the lineup that the Pacers have, they can't, I don't think they can play fast because no. they have two big men that plays closer to the rim. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the next team that's available from the East, probably one of the biggest disappointments this year, which was the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Especially just... after giving out one of the better players right now, Jimmy Butler, who's mm-hmm. still playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Not even that. Like they lost JJ Redick, which was a big part of their offense, even though you didn't think that he was that type of player, but mm-hmm. He made the life easy for um, Joel and B specifically. Yeah. Like he talked about it, how he and JJ Redick has the connection where they can like create plays for each other. Yeah, and just seeing how that team collapsed in the playoffs this year, it's time. Even change. the regular season, they were yeah. bad. I mean, they just had better all stars in their team. That's why they kept winning. But mm-hmm. it's really time for a change. For that team, so they don't have a coach right now, right? So yeah. they're looking for someone to coach Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So who do you think would be a good fit for them? Tyron Lue. I think Tyron Lue would be the best to coach them. And maybe Billy Donovan. Yeah. I mean, it's just hard to say just because if you look at Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, their style of play doesn't like relate to each other. They don't. It doesn't. They can't coexist at the same time. It's yeah. Either Ben Simmons is gonna run a Ben Simmons type of play, or yeah. Joel Embiid is gonna post up all day long. One guy's better full court, and one guy's better half court. Yeah. So it's like it's so conflicting. Yeah. So I guess it goes back to the question: Are you gonna keep both of them? Are you gonna trade yeah. one of them? 
and if you are cool, and then is that when it's time to decide for a new coach? Yeah, but see, that's something, especially with how shortened this offseason is, it has to be fast, the decisions they make. They can't sit on it unless they're sitting on it right now and, like, I mean, talking yeah. to the other teams. Ben but, Simmons was out the first round, yeah. so they've probably been thinking yeah. about it. I mean, they had nothing else to do <laughs> but to ponder their losses. But I think we talked about this before. Who would you keep, um, MBs or Simmons? Yeah, I think we were both conflicted on it. Yeah, I, I, think I can't we, remember I who think, I said. I think you might have said Simmons I, and I said MB. Yeah. And I said trading to the Warriors. Yeah. That, 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 that's a possibility. Yeah. One of those two. I still think they need to get rid of one of them and stick to a game plan because yeah. it just doesn't work unless there's another player that complements both of them at the same time. Damn, that's that's another like what if story if they all get disbanded. I mean, they have Tobias Harris too. The contracts they gave them were really bad. Oh, Tobias Harris has a super max. I think he's a super max. Yeah. And it's not no, I don't think it's maybe it's, it's a, a max for it's sure. A max. I think it was a max extension, maybe. Yeah. It wasn't a super max max, but it was a lot. It was a lot. Tons. Um but I I I personally don't know who who they should aim to sign. Also, especially with this being that random year where everyone's saving up for twenty twenty one. You're just gonna have to go with whoever you have or sign role players. Yeah. Or make trades. Yeah, I don't even know who would coach those players because we don't know the type of schemes they want to run. Yeah. And then other than their best young prospect is only Thibel, Matisse Thibel. Mm. That's the only guy. They gave away all their assets as to make moves for like Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris and them. Yeah. So we don't we're not even sure about the yeah, future of sure. the six they have a complicated future, but their future is very stagnant. Like yeah. if they don't make any changes, they're still gonna be the same. They were tanking for so long, we yeah. were trusting the process for so long. Do you still trust it or I have trust issues. <laughs> Shout out to Drake. <laughs> but um yeah, they have um they have a lot of things a lot of things to fix. It's not just Joel and Simmons, you also have to question Elton Brand's decisions and the president um I forgot his name. It's just one of the sons, Colangelo's, mm. Jerry Colangelo, or either him or his son. And then you need to find a coach. So, yeah, that's a weird mix, or mix it, sort of problems that yeah. they have right now. It collapsed as fast as the Clippers 3 1 lead to the Nuggets collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the other team in the East that, prob- that got eliminated the past round was, is the Toronto Raptors. Where do you think they're headed? Are they going to improve for next year? Or are they going to have to find another player to add to their team? They're going to lose. They're losing a lot of really good players. But two players that are on the tail, tail end of their careers in prime and Ibaka and Marcus Hall. Uh, maybe they'll keep Ibaka. I think Gasol's not going to stay. Yeah. And they're one of their better younger players is Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. Um. They might keep him, but I, I personally don't think he's worth what his value is right now. And he's going around like twenty to twenty three million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it could probably be even higher depending on the needs of what other team. Yeah. He's getting paid like an all star and would you consider Van Vliet an all star? For that team? Yeah. 
for that team, but yeah. in the actual all-star no. game, he is not an all-star. He's not. I mean, he plays very hard for that team. He complements their offense very well. He's still pretty undersized for a shooting guard, yeah. shooting guard slash point guard, but he's better off maybe staying and taking less money for long-term wise. Yeah. But he, if he wants to get paid, he can get it. I I think the Raptors are in like a pickle right now because they want to also make the move for Giannis. Yeah. But and all the free agents that are going to be a twenty one, not just Giannis. There's all these good players. Um, but they also have to pay OG. OG's coming up too. So chunk the chunk of your money is tied to Siakam and um, Kyle Lowry. I think we have like two years left. Yeah. And then you have to decide if you want to pay Van Vliet and OG. I think you can only pay one of them if you want to sign another um, free agent in the next offseason. Yeah, I mean, they can get fancy with the money like, yeah. salary cap, but if we're just talking about a set amount, who would you pick, OG or Van Vliet? Or an OG. Younger? Yeah. So we, well, damn, that's actually tough. I, I like OG, and I, I wouldn't pay Van Vliet. It, but I guess as simple as this. You have to give a twenty to twenty-three million dollar contract to somebody. Mm-hmm. Who would you give it to? Uh-huh. I think OG's game for the future is better, and Van Vliet isn't, because Van Vliet's a six, six one, six flat probably. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say six three, but maybe that was generous. Yeah, <laughs> but that—that's a similar thing where um, the Bucks didn't want to sign Brogdon for more money. Mm-hmm. I see him as that type of player. Mm-hmm. Less defensive um, part, but I think he's that type of player that brings that team together. Like he's mm-hmm. a kind of a glue to them. But he can take over that Kyle Lowry role. Kyle once Kyle retires, or what if Kyle gets traded to the yeah. Clippers? <laughs> I don't think maybe he, he, he wouldn't want to go yeah, there. I, mean, I think he wants to end his career. In Toronto the, uh, has been his home. Like they've been, that's basically his team yeah. since Demar left. Yeah. Or a guy traded, but at least they don't need to find a coach. They he just got he's, extended. Yeah, but the the elephant in the room is Siakam. Hmm. Is he a Batman or is he a Robin? And right now he is looks he's looking like a Robin. Not the butler. <laughs> yeah, he he needs to develop his game. He needs to have more finesse. We were talking about like he just keeps going to either a Eurostep or a spin move, and just trying to. Force his way in there, like a. He's trying to be a Giannis. Yeah, but he's like a bull, a bull in a china shop. But um, <laughs> as simple as it is, he needs to just develop, develop his game. I they asked a lot for because I mean he wasn't really that much in his. Was he a sophomore last year? No, last year he was a third year. I think this, this is, is fourth third. year. Is this it is fourth? fourth year? Okay. Yeah, because he got drafted the same year as Brandon Ingram, and then he and, went to D League, right? Yeah, and um. So he became a most improved player, and now they're asking him to be a superstar. I mean, he was an all-star, so yeah. chronologically order, that's the next step. Yeah. But then I think it's still too early because his game doesn't show it. Yeah. It's just, I guess it's just hard because their team is not necessarily young. Yeah. They're also not, I mean, they have older players, but they, they have a weird mix of players. Mm-hmm. But if they need to get rid of, or they, if they need a player, they probably need a big that would be a defensive 
president. Yeah. Trump. Anchor. Yeah. Like, we also don't know the, who's there right now because, like, all these free agents are all tied to, to 2021. Yeah. Like, right, they have Ibaka, which used to be a defensive player. Mm-hmm. He's a decent, like, five man that can shoot. Should, you think they should keep him? It's it's low enough. Yeah. And it's like, maybe they can just, like, sign him for one plus one and mm-hmm. like a short term deal like a two year at mm-hmm. most just so they don't tie the money yeah so I think that's their best scenario unless somebody's really coming yeah. to the Raptors which I don't think would hurt any yeah. anything from that end yeah so it looks like their plan for the Raptors is that they can only keep two players out of Van Vliet uh, Ibaka Gasol and they have to keep in mind OG being signed mm-hmm. so that just those two they can only pick two. I'm going OG and Ibaka. Okay. Who would you go with? That that two. Ibaka would probably be a perfect for the money part. Mm-hmm. Like just because it's going to be like a high and a low number. Yeah. Because they can't sign Van Lee and uh, OG. So. And then expect to have somebody yeah. in the free agent. Yeah. So that's probably the best deal that they could get for future wise. But. I really like how Van B plays, so yeah. I just sign all of them and just go over the side. And just go and yeah, I just run it back. Yeah. To face the two best teams in right now. I mean the they were pretty close. Yeah. They went to yeah. the last game. And as we transition to that, speaking of the Heat and the Celtics, what's your initial reactions to that game? Bam. Exactly. <laughs> I think that was that's everyone's reaction Goat. from that game. GOAT. I guess, should we start talking about the end, or should we start um, uh, talking about how we thought this series is going to go before the start? Let's go with the BAM. Okay, let's, okay. You, you can go then. That's your that's your guy. That's greatest, your go. Greatest block of all time? No, not, not of all time, but... This year, for sure. This year, for sure. Um, It was a badass block. Like, no disrespect to LeBron's chase down block. Uh-huh. Chase down block is way easier than what Bam did, where he met him at his apex. Like, they just met there. You're saying that, like, we've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> As I can't even touch the net. Of a... <laughs> Let's just lower your court. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we can do it. But, yeah, going back to that block, when I first... Well, I was wa- trying to watch the game under replay. When I saw it, I was like, he, Jason Tatum had that dunk. He was wide open. He had a step on Butler, and he jumped, and Bam didn't even jump yet. Yeah. And the next thing you know, Bam's left hand is just yeah, on the just, ball yeah. by the rim. But Bam's hand got there as Tatum had cocked it back and was yeah. about to put it on the rim. And it's all about the timing, too, yeah. because if you, you never know how. I mean, Tatum was up there pretty high. Yeah. So if he met him at top, maybe it wouldn't go that way. Yeah. Or like you said before, like, if Bam didn't leech with his left hand, it would be a different story, yeah, too. Would, yeah. And if he was a little bit later, Bam's getting dunked on, or goaltending is being called because Tatum would have had the ball over the rim. Yeah. And if Bam barely tips it there, I think that's considered goaltending if it's above the rim already. It depends. I don't know about the technicalities, but if um, if Tatum's still holding the ball, I don't think it's a goal oh, it's time. Oh, I did not know that. So if he laid it up against the board, then yeah. if he's late, then it's a goal ten. Yeah. But 
unless um, Bam goes under and yeah. then that would be both ten. But that's a bunch of technicalities. But it was a great block. Yeah, it was a great block. <laughs> I like how we're all like thinking about like what ifs. Like, what if Tatum dunked it with two hands? What if he didn't cock it back? What if he jellied it? Like it's what like if all... he jellied it. What if he put it off the backboard? Yeah. What if he switched it to his left hand? What if Bam, <laughs> what if Bam used his right hand? What if Bam used his head? Like it's like. It was a great block in general. Looking at that play, that one play, it's like it was fast and slow mo at the same time. It was dope, yeah. <laughs> like Tatum even took like the long strides, and like Bam was already like taking his two steps to meet him, like over there. It's, yeah. like, it's like time slowed down at that exact moment. You're just like, this is some like epic movie. I honestly so. thought that um, Jason Tatum was going to pull up. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Teardrop? Not even teardrop. I, I, I didn't even think he was gonna drive it all the way. Yeah. I thought once he got that first step on Butler, he was just gonna getting, step yeah. somewhat to the or side just pull or up. just pull up. Yeah. I mean, he had a good pull up game, like the, like last year that was his go to move, and this year he added a three. Mm. He's shooting more of it now, but he's one of those players that could shoot, yeah. like that could shoot a two pointer. Yeah. This Heat team. As much as I, the Celtics team is doing really good, this Heat team has just been amazing. Mm-hmm. I think this Heat team is what we expected the Clippers to be. Like, the Clippers, they're full of dogs. Like, hell no, they're not dogs. The Heat are full of dogs. Like, these guys know from Drogic to Jay Crowder. Like, these guys Even just know. They're young players. Even a, like Tyler Hero, yeah. Duncan no, Robinson. Not Tyler Hero, Tyrone Hero. Oh, that okay. man. <laughs> not a Tyler Hero. <laughs> There's the silent dogs. I mean, yeah. they let their game speak for itself. Yeah. I and mean, then you could see it. And they know their identity, their yeah. culture. Remember when we were talking about that? That's what the main thing they need to know. They just play together. They just play to win. Yeah. And all the criticism back then for Jimmy Butler, yeah. like ruining a franchise and yeah. like breaking up a team, he didn't do that for this team. Yeah. So was it really just a personality yeah. difference from the other teams? I like how Jimmy, too, is, like, he's not dominating the game all the way through, but when it matters the most, he comes up. And, like, yeah. that was the problem with, like, the Clippers. I don't want to talk about the Clippers anymore, but, yeah, not you even, know. Not even mentioning their names yeah. anymore. They're leaving red free in my mind still, but they're, they're getting kicked out soon. Lease is <laughs> up. Lease is up, Clippers. No more red free in my mind. They were they were month to month. They, yeah, Drogic and Jay Crowder have been looking spectacular. Um. Tyler Hero because he almost got a triple double off the bench, yeah. but Drogic to me has been like damn. damn I, I sometimes forget how undervalued he is, but I think he's gonna be a free agent this summer. Mm-hmm. And maybe you know who knows? Like I, I know he likes the Heat, but who knows? So I gotta say, yeah, who knows where he will go? But yeah. if he's winning with the Heat, I think he'll stay. Yeah, he already, I believe he already got paid before, yeah. so it's not about the money anymore. I would at least think it's not and seeing how he plays with that team he really fits yeah. well with them but um bringing up like the younger players that the heat has like tyler hero tyler hero is a hero of that team like he yeah. would, he has a lot of go-ahead what they call go-ahead buckets yeah at the end of like last two minutes that he would just pull up from three and it would be like nothing mm-hmm. and he's a rookie mm-hmm. Dogs, I gotta say. Um, I, I don't really want to make a prediction because I feel like we keep making predictions that are being completely off. Yeah. So do you want to just move so, on so, from Miami? Off, but 
this it's gonna be a close series yeah and it's a it's gonna be a fun I'm series. just gonna be a fan and watch yeah. the series I'm, I'm done making predictions because like i said that this is gonna i'm happen. just gonna say the lakers will win it eventually yeah. anyways yeah. but do you want to move on to the lakers and the nuggets matchup or mm, yeah yeah let's let's go with that it will be interesting though like if the heat moves on and then it'll be another Igadala LeBron. Yeah. It'll be <laughs> LeBron dope. And matchup. LeBron be playing against his old team. Yeah. Um, as much as possible, we shouldn't brush off the Nuggets. Yeah. And But Jokic's biggest weakness happens to be a guy like Anthony Davis. Yeah, but that's what we thought when we mentioned that he was playing against Gobert, too. Yeah. But he kind of did struggle in that game. With... Gobert? Well, I think it's harder to guard... You have to guard Gobert and Anthony Davis differently. Yeah. Gobert is that just get him away from the rim. Mm-hmm. But Anthony Davis is like, yeah, get him away from the rim, but now yeah, he's at your feet. And that's where he's at. And you also have to try to shot block LeBron mm-hmm. and whoever's there. So I think it's a different way of. They're going to play differently compared to against the Jazz and the Clippers. Would the Nuggets have to go. That's. That's a weird matchup for them because of Jokic. Mm-hmm. Because the Lakers could go small and have that advantage for Jokic and have the AD matchup with Jokic, but Jokic won't be able to keep up with AD mm-hmm. unless they have another guy guarding AD, but who is Jokic going to guard? You know? Yeah. It's like a weird matchup for them yeah. unless the Lakers stick with their seven footer on the five and yeah. they have AD with a four. But if I think if they want to take advantage of that mismatch of speed and like Anthony Davis' skill set, I think they should play him at the five guarding Jokic. Jokic is not going to be posting down there, yeah. like down under the rim. So it's going to be a better matchup for the Lakers. Yeah. Lakers can throw way more, like way more different sets and lineups at the the Nuggets. So like, let, let's go with like. Who would you have as a five for the Nuggets, and who would you have as a five for the Lakers? Like I'm going five for the. I'm Nuggets. going big, the big lineup with Javale, of course, because uh-huh. now you have three guys who are great rim run, not rim runners, but at the rim, LeBron, AD, and Javale, and that's where Jokic struggles the most. Mm-hmm. And AD and Javale can guard Jokic verticality wise, yeah. like just being taller and more athletic, and that's. All I can really think of that's I think that's the best lineup to me. So you would have AD, LeBron, Javale, Dwight, and then who your cards would be? Like then you're gonna need someone that would keep up with like Murray. I think they're gonna play the same way that they guarded um, Dame. Dame because James Harden way more better passer, so they weren't trapping him. They were doubling him, but they weren't trapping him. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna go more with Jamal trapping him. But that's different, though, just because the offense starts with Jokic. That's true. I guess they're trapping Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> but Jokic is just like yeah. pass it to someone without looking, so that's yeah. a whole different story. It's the Lakers' series to lose, or to how that is that the right saying? Like it's their series to lose. Well, what if you just say don't the Lakers say... need to? Or you're expected to win. Yeah. So let's just say they'll use game one. Yeah. And but then. Lakers win three, and now it's three one. So what the hell is up? It's, it's, <laughs> what the what's gonna happen? So let, let's lose game one, and have it two two. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go down o two. No, just kidding. 
Yeah. Just so many like conspiracies. Yeah. And then I don't know. I don't want to make a prediction on this too because I don't, I don't want to jinx it. But it's like <laughs> so we're done with predictions. Yeah, no more predicting. We're not like Nostradamus and all that predicting stuff. Um, that game, I mean, that series, we all wanted the Clippers and the Lakers, but Nuggets, I guess, we're fine with because <laughs> I don't want to call it an easier path. We thought it would be, but the way they've been playing, yeah, but. Don't you think they're tired? <laughs> they played fourteen have, games. They have to be tired eventually. Like I, I just don't get it. Like they don't look tired. They're young. <laughs> and they play in Denver too. Remember, they're acclim- uh, acclimated to a higher altitude. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Do you, think, do you think that still affects them, even though they've been in no, the bubble for a while? It doesn't now? affect them. I think their mental edge of just being down. So they're coming in hot, like how the Portland Trailblazers came in hot. Yeah. But they got exhausted at the end, and then yeah. Lakers figured them out. But with the Nuggets team, I don't think anybody figured them out yet. Yeah. It's crazy because their losses to the Jazz and the Clippers, they were getting beat, like, lopsided losses. Like, it wasn't even close. But also their wins were lopsided wins Yeah, to those teams also. They're like very. I can't describe the Nuggets. They're almost play like the Rockets in a way. Like you would see them either blow out mm-hmm. the other team or get they lose by a certain amount of points. But they're more consistent in a way. Yeah. Like they have other players. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun series. I I hope we get past it. The Lakers. Yeah. After all the shit talking we did last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Murray's gonna be a problem if our guards can't keep up with him. Yeah, but but luckily Murray's not athletic. He's not like super fast or super strong. That's what you think. He almost dunked on Kawhi. That middle <laughs> finger. All you just gotta do is flick him off, <laughs> and you will stop him. And that's our episode for tonight of the Booth Warmers. Um, anything last things you want to say, Jay, before we get the get past or we finish this? Just excited for how the season is ending. I mean, we have two series that are very exciting to watch yeah. and just gonna be fun yeah. as a fan. And, and we're happy that the Clippers lost. Yeah. And curtain. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Drop you, the mic. <laughs> thank you guys. This is Booth Warmers. I'm Kevin. This is Jay, and you're up in the booth with Kevin and Jay. And the Booth Warmers. <laughs> thank you guys. Good night. Thank you. Good night.